Hello, Internet. It is the 11th of August, 2020, and this is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name is Ewan. My name is Callum. Moving in the squeakiest chair known to man. It's very squeaky, but it's not the, the chair's not the squeaky thing. It's this the scissor boom. It's like getting old at this oh, point, and it's just all yeah. It just I keep lo- creaks when I move it. It's it's another one of those things that so you end up when you do this even as a even as a hobby, you end up looking at bits of gear and you're like, oh, I wonder if that would be useful or not. And so the mic stands are one of those things that you can either spend like fifteen quid or like twenty quid or like a hundred pounds, and there's yeah, nothing in crazy. between. There's nothing in between. It's always that. Um, my, f- I can't remember if I talked about this on here or, or off the podcast, but a friend of mine got a Secret Labs chair. Yeah, like one of the proper about big comfy ones. Um, so yeah. he finally got it and said, "This thing is so comfy. I love it." And I was like, mm, "I could just, I could just buy a Secret Labs chair." And then I went because this one is also like I don't know if it's coming across in the mic, but this thing is hella squeaky too. And I was like, "Oh, I could just buy that." And then uh, one of my cats took a massive chunk out the back of this chair just by jumping at it. And I was like, "There's zero point in me spending a lot of money yeah, on a chair." Yeah, cat's just gonna ruin it. Yeah. yeah, especially if it's like the fabric one, because like I don't know if you've been on their website, but their their customization thing is substantial. What see what Secret Labs? Yeah, yeah. So like you buy their normal of... chairs because you can buy like their fake leather, their fabric, or their real leather, and like. I would probably want the fabric one, but yeah, just get ripped the fuck up. So maybe I don't. Yeah, you don't want to spend time. like a lot of money on a chair to have. I mean, it I, I, mean I do, but paws. it's not. Yeah, I do, but it's not. It's not probably not a good investment at this point. Also, when you look at their website right now, there's a big splash thing that says like we are experiencing incredibly high volumes of orders. And I was oh, like, yeah, oh, no like, shit, everybody's so, so just I, sitting at home. When I looked, it was like the end of June, I think, start of July. When I looked originally, when we were, we were talking about it. I was like, I wonder how much it would be to get this thing. And then it was like, we are shipping on start of August. And you're like, oh, okay, sure. And then, so who are, like, who are, if you didn't want to buy Secret Labs, who are the, who are the other manufacturers of that oh, stuff? God. It's like DX Racer is the other one. Yeah, there's DX Racer is the other chair, which is the, I got, I, yeah, there's, there's DX Racer and then there's one other one that I can't remember. Oh god! I just basically go by. I go by who sponsors Twitch streamers. That's what. That's exactly DX, why I'm asking. Because yeah, it's DX Racer, it's Secret Labs, and there's one other one that I can't uh, yeah, remember. I'm trying to remember. I saw it recently, and I was like, "Oh, who is that?" God, I can't remember. But I, I need. Oh to my look god! Look at looking at the looking at the Secret Labs customization thing is like a rabbit hole, right? What there's, the fuck is this? There's so many options, and hey, if you it's want the fact that you can you, there's there's like all these upholsteries in different colors and stuff and then you get to the bottom of it like here are the branded ones yep. that are like do you want the fucking dota 2 secret labs chair yeah. like what? And, they're all, the fucking... and it's weird as well because like the dota one and the overwatch one and the diva one and stuff like they're all like like a 30 40 pound premium on top of what you would normally pay yeah and you get to the cyberpunk one and it's like it's an extra hundred pounds or something like that ridiculous it's it's crazy. I mean, that, 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 that has like a, that has like the samurai design on the back of it and stuff. Like, but it's still, I imagine it's that's still like, a lot more work. I mean, not really. Like, you look at the diva one; it's got the her logo on the back of it and stuff. Is the diva one the one that comes with the bunny ears, like detachable bunny ears, or is that a different manufacturer? Maybe I don't. I don't. I, I think that's a different manufacturer because it's not on the Secret Labs website. Okay, fair enough. But I definitely remember seeing that one. It's like, oh, you can actually buy detachable ears on All this. All these one. fucking esports team have their own branded. Yeah chairs as well what the fuck can you imagine like can you imagine being what happens if you go and buy the fucking like team secret chair and then team secret or shit like what happens right 
I mean, especially uh, when like esports teams are as fluid as they are, you're like, oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of X person, and then X person leaves to go to the other thing. Like, you just end up with like a collection of chairs. It's like, well, they've moved, so now I support this other team. You should actually go support. I- Secret Lab should do a, a, a partnership with Blazeball and get chairs for all of the teams in Blazeball. Oh, the, who was it that just won the Hades? What you call it? Uh, Something. Yes. I don't know. I was disappointed that the Canada Moist Talkers didn't do, the <laughs> do fucking, as well. The, the, I, I, as tangentially related to Blazeball as I am, I could like see people tweeting about it and be like, "What? That's yep. it!" Like, I'm just very quickly going to check the website because I need to remember the the name of the the teams because you can change your favorite team at any point. Hades Tigers were the ones that won. There you go. Oh, there you go. The mo- my Moist Talkers won me 260 coins over bets. There you go. <laughs> okay, um, cool. Which is a fantastic phrase to say out loud um yeah i we can't go into blaze ball mainly because i don't have enough information no, really I'm not about it. With it. Yeah. yeah i'm just I'm, I'm looking at the 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 next next season of decrees uh one of them is see i'm like i'm like so tangentially related i don't even know what any of it is so I just like see people so, talking about it so the end of every week because each season lasts a week and at the end of every week, they add two decrees which go into effect for the next season, and they go oh, like from or whatever. kind of yeah. Um, so like some of them are some of them are very game related, where it's like postseason bet payouts increase each round, so it's two times and three times and five times. Uh, stolen bases are each worth zero point one runs. Um, and then there's the one that's just like get to know the players with interviews and redistribute the funds from the top one percent of fans at the end of each season, which is just called eat the rich. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. Eat the rich, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's one of the decrees. God, I need to, I need to spend more time with baseball. I need to understand what the fuck's going on. But it turns out you don't need to know a lot about baseball to participate, so that helps. I think. Um, but yeah, let's talk about actual real video games. He says as he has... Yeah, not fake Twitter video games, I guess. He says as he has two narrative-focused games on his list this week. Oh, no. <laughs> um, do you want to go first? Like, what have you been... I, know, I don't know how um, much you've been actually... So, I don't, so the, the only other game... The only game I've been playing, I think we both played, uh, but then I've got... So, me and my friends have been, like, since lockdown, have been, like... Like, we talk on Discord and stuff, like, every day or whatever, but... Um, it got to the point where we noticed that it was like three of us were playing Apex or whatever, and then other people went like we were doing. They were doing. We were doing stuff in small groups and not as a big group. Sure. So like, what what can we do to like get together and like do stuff as a as a family? God damn it. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so we started playing Gmod games. Like we were playing Melon Bomber and like TTT and stuff, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we found I remember seeing a game on YouTube that we all picked up because uh, it was super cheap and it was really interesting it's a game called Among Us okay. that is so it's a, it's a multiplayer hidden role game like something like Werewolf or uh, what would be like Avalon or like all those sort of like board games that you get um, or like TTT where you're a group of space people trying to do tasks on like a spaceship or a space station um and there are people in you that are uh imposters they're aliens that are there to kill you okay um so you're trying to run around to do your tasks and aliens are trying to kill you but the the hook of it is that you're not allowed to talk in the game 
the only time that you're allowed to talk is when someone discovers a dead body and calls a meeting. Then oh. you're allowed to talk. Um, so it becomes a case of you going about trying to do your tasks, and then if you find a dead body, you call a meeting and then say, "Look, I found this dead body. Uh, I found this dead body here. I know it's not X because I've been beside them the whole time. They've not killed me, and they could have like what's everybody? Else? So everybody just basically gets into a massive argument, right? Um, so it's a game more about social manipulation than it is anything else. Because it is about you as the imposter trying to convince people that you're not by really weirdly bending of truths and like like trying to frame it in such a way as where you're not bad. But it is like so like if you're the bad guy and you stick around people because they're like it, it, you can scale it. So like the best way of doing it is with a large group is like two imposters. Yeah. yeah. So you could like. Be an imposter and stick with a group of people so that when a body that's discovered, people go like, oh, it can't be you because you've been with us the whole time. Right, like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're solid or whatever. But it gets to the point, like, we were playing with, like, seven people, like, seven mm-hmm. and one imposter, and it was me, and it was like, you have to really start bending a lot of truths to get shit right, where, and it's, it's this weird dynamic where if you... It's, it's like social pressure, right? Where if you start leading the conversation, it it frames it away from you because you're the one that's in the position of authority. Oh, yeah. So you like, just start, it's, it's, it's like start a... having to talk like about whatever to throw the scent away from you. Of course. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's true of a lot of those kind of games. Like, the, the amount of Werewolf I've played, like, yes, that's one of the main reasons to mm. keep it away from you is to kind of control the conversation and make it make it look as if like you're very authoritative right yeah okay. so it was like there was like people like showing their hands and stuff like that saying like there was a guy that was like if if like we were because you've in the discussion you like vote to basically kick someone out like mm-hmm. throw throw someone in the lava or airlock them or whatever mm-hmm. and someone was like oh if it's not x then it's definitely going to be you meaning me right it's definitely got to be you so next time a meeting's called i'm just going to vote for you regardless and it was me so the next person I killed was him. Of course. And it, and it then reframed the entire conversation. People forgot that I was ever even in discussion because he wasn't there to shout about it. Gotcha. Yeah. So, then, so then people just framed it on somebody else and uh, it got to like me and two other people and it was me convincing one of them that it was the other one that was the problem to the point where he started believing it was him that came up with the idea that it was the other guy, not right. me. So I was just like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> to, the point, to, to the point where I didn't even kill anybody in the last round. He called because there's a big button you can hit that basically calls an emergency meeting mm-hmm. to like, you can just vote someone out. So he immediately hit the button and voted for the other guy. Nice. I was like, great, I'll vote for him too. Nice. <laughs> and then that was that and I won. Um, yeah, it was, I'm, it's, I'm looking at this on Steam now. It looks cool. It's also cross-platform with iOS and Android yeah. as well, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So it's, it's, I'd like the, the, the crewmates that aren't imposters, like the tasks you have to do are like little mini games. They're not difficult or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's more, it's more engaging than just going and hitting a button or whatever. There's like little like puzzle matching stuff and like wire crossing and stuff like that. Like it's mm-hmm. your, it's more active than more of the other sort of hidden role games. Yeah. Um, but if you get it in a big group of people, it is really funny just watching yeah, people I might have out to. And... I might have to throw this at my D&D group. I think this would be a thing that we would all... You need... You need the, the thing I can say is you need, like, fairly high numbers. Like oh, you really? Need okay. Six and above, at least, for it right. to be good. Okay. Because if it gets too small, then it's really easy for people to just, like, 
find the imposter immediately and just like kick him out. Okay. But I, I, I can, you, you, you I need can some, you need this, some, yeah. yeah, you need some sort of obfuscation to be able to okay. like hide in the shadows and stuff. Yeah, like this. Um, this is this looks cool. I'm I'm into this idea. It's it's, it's a really cool thing, mainly because it is just like a, a um, vehicle for you yelling at your friends. Like so, is that's the, is, the... so is there no there's no like detection mechanics really? Because I remember like because immediately the thing that this reminds me of is that uh, the spaceship alien game from that latest Jackbox or the second latest Jackbox oh, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of that but in that you have you have mechanisms to detect the aliens to be like you can put them in the yeah, scanner so, the, and scan. the, the, so there is none of that it's right. all your social I, detection yeah so the, only, the only thing that you get, the only thing that you definitely know is if you see them kill someone or the bad guys are the only people that can like jump into vents and like move around the map quickly. Oh, so you can't if you see, see them. if you see someone pop out of a vent, you're like it's definitely them, and okay. you have to run across and hit the button. Gotcha. Um, which there have been situations where there's been standoffs where someone's seen someone pop out of a vent and they just sort of stare at each other for a second and both instantly sprint for the button because the other guy's trying to kill the guy before he hits the button. Gotcha. And the other gotcha. guy's trying to run and hit the button. Um, that's pretty cool i like that so yeah it's really funny it is the the no talking rule is like something it's not like in game it's something like you have to enforce like right. you just have to say to people stop talking right and but it's but they have a big thing on the the page of like this game works better if you don't talk until a meeting called and then which is interesting because the so, steam page the steam page talks about rich discord integration so they, maybe maybe there is if it's like a, a group of people. But we were just on a Discord, like our own personal one. So we didn't I'm just, do any I'm of that. But... I'm interested to see how they integrate that into the game. I might. Oh, um, maybe there is. I um, might that and see. Interesting. But yeah, we were just on a call, so we were just sure. had to shout. We, like we 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 had rules of like you can like crack jokes and stuff like that, but don't talk about stuff in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You make jokes or whatever. Totally. Um, but yeah, it's it's really fun, but it is it is entirely uh, a vehicle for you interacting with and being a shitbag to your friends like cool. the game the game itself is cool like it is mechanically well made and has but it is it is just like another one of those hidden role games with a twist on it but you almost you almost don't want to have too much mechanical no, complication want, if it is about yeah, just fucking over your you, friends yeah yeah you don't want any anything like super crazy but it's for what it is it works perfectly well like we were we we thought it was hilarious like we we i told people to go pl- buy it at like half 10 or something like that and then suddenly it was like one in the morning and we were just like out of it um so we played that yeah so we're gonna keep playing that that's a really fun thing cool um, yeah I, I literally just bought it that'd be interesting okay. but yeah so that's so that's the only thing i've played that we haven't both played so i think cool. if you want to talk about your yeah, books then so very, you can... books. well kind of so uh the big one i want to talk about is necrobrewster which came yeah. out um since the last episode things the week off the last episode um that game is awesome so necrobrewster is a technically it's a visual novel but it is like the most elaborate's the wrong word like high production value in god it's kind of hard to describe so it is it's like it's like fully 3D, there is no voice acting, it is just all text, but it does the thing where it kind of integrates the text into the world. There's a lot of like dynamic subtitle stuff going on. Like I keep going back to um oh God, what's the name of that Russian film about vampires that had the really cool subtitles like baked in as part uh, of Daywalker? No. 
Day. Oh, oh no, no, uh, Day. Oh, fuck the Russian movie. Was it? Russian? I think you're talking about two different movies. Oh, because there was the Russian. There was the Russian. Not Russian. I may have been Russian. I can't. Remember. There was there was a hundred days a night, which was the the one with all the cool um, text and stuff like, like yeah, that. Yeah, like the it. subtitles would bleed and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was still, okay. that's the one about the really long Alaskan winter. It's like seventy five days a night or whatever, hundred days a night. Oh, that's okay. the one you're thinking. But the thing you're talking about is uh, Daybreakers, right? Where it's like, is that not the one where it's like vampire society quote-unquote i thought they were the same movie maybe i'm maybe oh they're different movies <laughs> but, the, but, but the point is like it's got the, the the subtitles are very dynamic and it has a really yeah. good sense of style to it as well where it has a really good mix of like like the dialogue fonts and then there's like a kind of overworld not overworld like a kind of narrator level almost which uses a different font and is very much like it it does the it does the thing of like really important moments like completely solid color screen with just the text in the middle and stuff like that it's got mm. like a kind of so it's a, in terms of like mechanically what it is like it's basically it's a relatively straightforward um visual novel for most of the main line so you'll do like an episode or i think they're called chapters um you'll do a chapter which is just basically paging through there is like an- little animations most of it is just static 3d but there are like They'll do like little bits of animation leading up, like f- leading up to and before bits of text and all this kind of stuff. Um, but most of it is this kind of static 3D. You'll do an episode and then you'll get to freely walk around for a little bit. So it's set in. Uh, okay. I'm, doing, I'm doing a terrible job of setting this up. So the game is about a cafe in Melbourne, Australia, where which is also a crossing point between our world and the and heaven hell the next life basically sure um so they set up very and this is all in the prologue this is not spoilers but um they very quickly set up like like one of the rules of this cafe is that you don't ask whether people are living or dead because it's a real physical place so there are people in there that are just literally there for coffee and there are other people oh, sure. and there are people there who have just died um and they set up this and this mechanism of basically you have 24 hours um, here before you have to cross over and um, in the cafe in the cafe or to kind of exist right. in this area and then if you extend beyond that there's some stuff that they, they they do a really really good job of solidifying a lot of the concepts so of this world i was gonna say do they, do they do the thing of like do they spend time explaining how their world works or is the not, writing of that not explicitly like... but they do it through okay. the dialogue in a really really good that's way good. that's the way yeah, to do it yeah. totally like they do it there's a little bit of exposition but they solve it where one of the characters in it is newly dead and like has to have this stuff explained to them yeah but they do it they don't uh, do it in like a lore dump way they don't sit them down and go here's how the world works um so yeah so that's the kind of setup for it and I can't go into any more else anything else mm. in there because it goes in spoilers um, but it's done as a kind of cel shaded, very anime influenced style. Obviously, like you look at the characters and they're they're very clearly like um, yeah. kind of um that kind of era of anime. But the dialogue is like I I sent you a bunch of screenshots. Like every single line of dialogue in there can be screenshotted and used as like a like a, a reply image almost. Like yeah. It's just, the- the writing's very punchy, like it, it, it yeah. certainly has a lot of style. And it doesn't fall into like being kind of rote. Like cause it, it like it doesn't fall into like I think what 
like I colloquially call it gamer humor. Like it doesn't go into that thing. It doesn't fall into like just memes. It's just people being funny in yeah. really good, smart ways. The writing, the writing seems. I was gonna say yeah, like very not very human, but it is like totally. a person. A person like that would probably talk like that. Totally. Like we're not gonna talk like that, but someone who was that sort of personality would probably talk totally. like that. And it's also I should also say it's very unabashedly Australian. Like in a not in like a stereotypical way, in a way that's like, oh, this is quite clearly developed there, and they're not, like, they're not pacifying the language for a for a, yeah. a non-Australian audience. Like, there's definitely like they 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 reference stuff in there. I had to Google and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's as 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 someone who has recently been doing a lot of uh, Destiny raids with Australians, they are unabashed in their ability to just talk complete shit like it is it's they have their own world of like language and use of it and what they're saying is stuff like that that i've yeah i've had to look up stuff as well and be like what are you saying like i don't understand (laughs) but it's it's in a really really good way um yeah there's a there's a there's a character well i don't want to say character reveal because i get the feeling it should have been obvious what the character was trying to be Except it only hit me at the very end when I was like, I should look this up, and then looked it up, and a whole bunch of stuff suddenly fell into place. I'm not going to mm. talk about it because it might give it away to people, but there's a specific character in there that was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense once you put it all into context. Um, so yeah, so the actual game part of it, like, it is you do a chapter of of visual novel style stuff, and then you are first person walking around the cafe, and there are bits of story. Bit, like written bits of story around the cafe that you kind of activate and it jumps out to like a like a, a part of the cafe and there's just like it's just all text um and it's all really good as well so like one of the characters yeah. one of the characters in it ashley like there's a couple of sections around there which is she's a she's like a child inventor like she just makes robots and all of her stuff is just brilliant like all of her stuff is excellent. One of the story sections that she that in a couple of bits is just like her a diary of her inventions that she's made, and like the first the first part of it is like she wants to make a robot that will help in the kitchen with chopping because she's she keeps seeing Maddie getting conf- getting really annoyed at having to chop a bunch of stuff, so she builds a robot to try and help chopping. Except it's too powerful and it launches a knife into the ceiling. And she's like, well, I'm only 12 and I can't reach the ceiling to get it. So I need to build another machine that will help me get the knife down from the ceiling. And it's like, oh, so I, but I know what I could do. I could do electromagnets, but then the electromagnets are far, far too powerful. And it creates all, like, it's super compelling. Like, it's some of the best yeah. written visual novel stuff I've ever seen. Um, it's genuinely funny. It's, there's some real good emotional moments in it as well. Um, it's good to see a game like this that does not have I can't even really talk about that man yeah okay it's just very it's exceptionally well written it really is and it's well worth looking yeah. at it's it's maybe about 3 hours i think for maybe this, like the main if you do like the main story and some of the side read some of the side stuff that's going on but the way the side stuff is done so when you're in first person walking around the cafe, as you go through the game, it unlocks more parts of the cafe that you can kind of freely wander around in. But when you come across the side story stuff, it will it brings up this menu that is like, um, that has you have to unlock this side content, and the way you unlock it is there's basically a bunch of themes throughout 
the story. So the, like, there's all three, uh, all four of the main characters have their own sections. There's a section for like Australia. There's a section for the cafe. There's a section for death and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And then what happens at the end of each chapter is it will throw up like basically a word cloud of like a bunch of the important words that have happened during that chapter, and you mm. pick seven of them, and those seven words then turn into those categories. So, for instance, you'll talk about, like, one of the words that will come up is, like, necromancy. And you'll hit necromancy, and it'll reveal that that's actually, like, that's that relates to Maddie, who's one of the characters. So you'll get one of her tokens. So you have to collect enough of the tokens to unlock the specific stuff you need, which means it's prioritizing, right. like, different playthroughs to look at different parts of the wor- the parts of the story and pick out different words and unlock a bunch of stuff. So there is a layer on top of there where you're not going to see everything first time through. Um, right. You need to kind of go in and, and unlock a bunch of other stuff. But um, yeah, it's super compelling. It looks really nice. Like it has that kind of anime cel-shaded style, but it layers some stuff on top of that that just looks really, really awesome. It, it's really, really good. Um, thoroughly recommend it for anyone who... Not even, even if you don't particularly like visual novels, you just like narrative stuff. Like it's really, yeah. really good. I'm going to um, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, you should. There's, there's a lot of super good dialogue in there. Um, so it's Necrobrista, and then the other one I played because um, I just caught it at the end because the PS Plus games rolled over to the August games, and the end of uh, one of July's games, which I kept meaning to pick up and completely forgot until the very, very last day, was Erica. I don't know if you remember this game. It was a heard, the name is familiar. I just can't so, remember what it is. So it's a PlayStation exclusive. It is a basically an FMV game with kind of direct control stuff in it so it's it it fits into like remember sony had this whole experiment that lasted for most of the ps4 generation which was like hey jackbox is cool what happens if you control more stuff with your phone oh this thing i do remember this thing now right yes so erica is a game basically about it follows follows this woman called erica who um is kind of still dealing with the the murder of her father at a very early age, and she um she basically gets sent in the mail one day a hand a decapitated not decapitated a removed hand with a medallion in severed it. severed is the word severed is the word I was looking for with a medallion in it that has the same symbol as the place where her father used to work, um which turns out to be. Mental asylum is probably the wrong word. Like a psychological hospital, maybe. Sure. Um, and then it kind of goes down that road where, um, like, the police get involved and she ends up staying in the 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 hospital. And there's a whole thing that happens in there. So it is FMV, but it's like the smoothest FMV I think I've ever seen. Where, so you'll so it'll play out scenes and like text will come up. Let's make dialogue choices. And the cuts between, like, one scene and your reply with the stuff that you've selected is, like, it's like it's one video. Like, it's super Mm. smooth. There's zero load screens. There's zero, like, any of that kind of stuff. Like, it just kind of goes continually. And then in between that, you've got um, the more interactive sections, which are, like, you'll, like, open a jewelry box or something like that with... And I, th- I was doing it on my phone just because I wanted to see what the phone integration was like. And it is like swiping on the phone, but it is direct control. So if you're like swiping mm. left to right to open a box, 
like you can go halfway and the video will only go halfway and you can go backwards and forth like they've done a really good job of integrating the video movement in in a way that feels really natural like it doesn't just look like you're scrubbing a video backwards and forwards like they've done a really good job of like almost like extracting the movable bit from the video and it feels really really good actually the way you're doing it sure um so the, the important thing to note again because you can't really talk about it because it's a story it encourages multiple playthroughs because you very clearly see parts of it that get locked off very quickly based on dialogue choices and they say at the start but kind of in a way that they, they kind of hint to it at the start but at the very end they're like you haven't seen every part of this. You have to take the knowledge you've gained through that run you've got and go for, go back and go, well, I know that this is a bit is nonsense, so I'm going to focus on this mm. thing instead. Or I missed, I chose this thing when I should have actually looked in this drawer instead to get the thing. So they're encouraging multiple playthroughs. And it seems like there's a variety of endings in here. Like I got a pretty bad ending the first time through. I was going to say, the, the stuff that I saw from it was, it seemed really variant. Um, like there are a couple of people that I knew that were that were playing it, and they seemed to talk about it in very different ways. Yes, so yeah, it like there's it definitely a lot like I for sure got a bad ending. I, I I'm very sure I could have got a worse ending, but I definitely didn't get one that I was like, oh, everything's fine at the end of this. And it definitely feels like in order to be able to get that ending, you need to really understand all the different bits of this. Um, it's very cool. I I I liked it. It's a little bit. It's not cheesy. But it's maybe like it's not like an HBO series. It's more like a Sky One series, if you get what I mean. Like yeah, it's that kind I, of I know like, what you mean. Yeah, but like, and they do like. There's obviously some money put into this because like the sets are really good and it doesn't look cheap. But like, maybe some of the acting and dialogue could do with a little bit of tweaking. But there's definitely some stuff in there, and it definitely feels one one of the things I think because of the amount of variations that it seems like you can do in this. The, my playthrough definitely had the moment where I was like, I feel like I'm jumping to a, the, the game is jumping to a section that I don't quite understand how I got here. Or it seems like things are happening very quick where people, where characters are very quick to agree to something that they shouldn't really agree to because right. you have to yeah, move yeah. them down that thing. Um, but I'd be very interested to go back back through and do something very, very different. Um, but it's a very, very cool experiment and I think it's it succeeds more than it fails. I think it's it's mm-hmm. well worth having a look if you've got. It. I, I think that, I played... was, that was a lot, that was a lot of what I saw was people saying it's got some good ideas um, for sure. And it, it's, de- it's... It, it definitely has some issues as well, but it works more than it doesn't. Totally. The... And I think it's yeah. it's well worth. Like, I think playthrough. I think my playthrough was like an hour and a half, maybe to get from start to finish. Um, and... Oh, so you could see yourself playing it like maybe twice. Oh, to- I'm totally for sure going to go back th- back through and, pl- and play it again. Um, yeah, there's. It doesn't have the. What was the other game? Was it the PS4 version of Man of Medan or something like that that had the? Oh no, it was the sequel to Until Dawn, wasn't it? Um, that that had like, oh, it is. You're right. Sorry, but that one. That's the one that they doubled down on that stuff and had like multiplayer, quote unquote multiplayer, yeah. where like you picked a character and you played through that. Like I was wondering yeah. if there was like, like a team based decision stuff where like a bunch of you could sit and play it and be like i think we should make this decision like no none of that so the only thing the only thing i could ever uh, that i know of that did that was tar tar did that but what's tar the the old republic the mo oh okay um that if you did stuff in a group like a dungeon or something like that and it ended 
the 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 story of the dungeon ended with you making a choice it would be like people there'd be like a voting system yeah that would swing it one way or another actually you don't know, know that. there is a, there's a game I've, that's why until dawn came to mind until dawn did a game that used that the it was a ps4 game that used the same mobile phone based remember we played it oh we did yeah i remember um, that now what's that thing called fuck it was a super massive oh. game um it was the th- oh wait I want to say was it about a murder or something yeah it was, you played now. you played her a bunch of different characters but it was it was the thing where like everyone playing would like vote on the decision yeah or, or like it would single some people out and go you have to do this action sequence and then there would be like cards yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that I can't remember what it is yeah so the, I, yeah God I'll look it up at the break but um yeah I, I was wondering if there's going to be some of that but this is exclusively single player you can play it with your phone you can play it with the touchpad. Um, or I think maybe the con- uh, you can definitely use a controller. I don't know whether you use the touchpad or whether you use the sticks or not, but you can play it either way. Um, yeah, it's very cool. I don't know how much it is normally because it was obviously PS Plus last month and is yeah. no longer PS Plus. But it's it. I might go look up and see how much it is when we're talking about the next thing. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's cool. It's it's better than I expected it to be. Yeah, so yeah, it's well worth a look if you like that kind of thing. Um, if you if you're gonna sit down and watch a movie one night, maybe try that instead. It's it's instead. It's, it's engrossing. It, and actually, the story itself, the story itself has enough intrigue to keep you going. You're like, how how where is this actually going, and how are they going to resolve any of this? And it turns out they do yeah. a pretty good job. There's maybe a little bit of tropiness with the fact that it's like a a psychological hospital. There's maybe some. Oh, I, would, sure. I don't want to say problematic, but there's maybe some like tropey stuff in there. You're like, ah, really? Okay, sure. Let's. Okay, fine. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's also not. I think the other thing that I think might put people off is it's not. It's not a horror game, and there's not like traditional jump scares. But it's like, yeah, like the game opens in the first ten minutes with like somebody's chest being open and you being given a severed hand. Like it's. Sure. It's, yeah. You know, it's it's not family viewing. Let's it's say creepy, creepy stuff. Creepy. Yeah. Creepy is probably the closest yeah. thing to it. Um. So yeah, that's Erica. It's a PlayStation game, PlayStation PS4 game. Um. Maybe worth a look if it's if it's a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, we should talk about Fall Guys, right? Is why. We're... Yeah, that's the game. That's the the game that everybody seems to be playing now to the point where it broke it. That's, yeah. Uh... So I think that part of the reason it came out. So there's I think there's two reasons why this game became huge. Well, three. One is that. The well, one is that it's the PS Plus game for this month, so yeah. a bunch of people got it for free and immediately were just like, ah, sure, it's free, I'll try it. They'd done their marketing campaign was interesting as well, where they basically threw a bunch of keys at streamers, and it mm-hmm. like it was like the top streaming game on Twitch for a while, I think, yep. because everyone was getting into it. So naturally, it's weird to say that they gamed the system because that's how the system works. Like, I mean, that's these days, these days, like ever since the fucking furor that come out about valorant and stuff like that like that's just what people are doing now yeah. like they're doing they give keys to streamers and then they slowly drip them out over the course of the twitch thing and but, like, i mean at least at least stuff. at least this didn't do the the thing about the valorant one that i found kind of not great was the fact they were giving out keys using those streams like at least yeah, yeah, just yeah like, that's the thing they're, they're putting, not doing at least you're just putting this game in front of a bunch of people um and then the third thing as well was the like I don't know, it's just, like, the nature of the game means it's very easily clippable. Like, I've seen a lot of Twitter stuff about it. I've seen a lot yeah. of, like, um, that kind it's, of... It's also, it's, like, it's... 
It's impressive, I think, because a lot it, it it's super engaging because it, it like I was explaining because I was out last night and I was explaining this to people who don't play video games, and right. it is something that is like very easily explained. Totally, and yeah. like you, do, you just say to me because like I was talking to someone about it, and someone said, "What's this?" and I said, "It's a video game, but it's basically like Takeshi's Castle if you remember yeah. Takeshi's Castle." So it's like sixty people do a bunch of really dumb challenges involving like inflatable stuff and uh, spinning blades and swirly things you have to jump over yeah and it gets well down to 10 and then one out of those 10 wins yeah and it's like you can jump you can dive and you can grab and that's the whole game it's super easy to explain and you get it really quickly but it's still really it's just a lot of fun to sit and play because of how the the, like irreverence that it's treated with because it is just like stupid game show you're playing these dumb bean men people get yep. fucking thrown or people get thrown around like it's not like you get hit by one of the things and you go fucking flying for miles like it is funny and it's cool to look at yeah and it is it's, it's a really super st- unique like it's, it's not something that is there's there's not a game out there like this yeah it is it's a really smart it, the guys have had that the guys have had an idea and have executed on it and it's worked yeah. and people have gone like this is cool like it is a cool idea it is kind of a natural progression about where Battle Royale games have gone because, like, because Battle Royale, like, if you start, if, if I mean, I know that's not where it started, but like, if you start with PUBG, like, super high skill ceiling, yeah, like, very intense, very tech, like, very scope thing, yeah. yeah, and then you like, you kind of swing to the other side. We've got like, not saying that Apex is low skill, but like, you know, less, less semi, if you know what I mean, like, more, slightly yeah. more action based. Yeah, people like, like character abilities and stuff like that. That's, yeah, yeah. But so then taking that idea of a large, larger than normal amount of people doing the same thing at the same time and dropping that into a very like colorful, low low number of control based game that is set as a game show that is very familiar to anyone who's seen Wipeout or Tech Ice Castle or you know Ninja Warrior or any of that kind of stuff, and just like really elevating the comedic nature of it. Like it just it makes yeah. a lot of sense. They've taken a lot of really smart stuff and put it together. And yeah, thing absolutely really smart. And especially when so it's it's round based. So there's six rounds, well, five, five rounds, rounds in a final. Yeah. Um, and you start with sixty people, and one person eventually wins. And each round, um, uh, once you don't qualify for the next round, you can just bomb out and start again. Um, yeah. It's so your your time investment is always very small, and they make it. Not quick enough, but just quick enough to be able to bomb out and get back into a game. Um, yeah, that you can just sit and keep going in that way that you used to. Because because you think about the time time involved between. I, I was gonna say I it's still it's still quicker to like bomb out and get into a game for like Apex or like anything like that because there's no drop, there's no character selection. It's yeah, literally totally. just. You hit the go button, it tells you what the first game is, and you're there. Yes. Like, it's it's still faster than that, I think. For sure, so but it's, it's, it still yeah. feels like it could be faster, just a little bit. Sure. Like, because, other I mean... Than, other than, the only, I think the only thing that holds it back is, like, uh, server queues, right? Like, that's, well, that's it. The only the only thing I've, I've caught a couple of times is, is, especially if you it happens if you're, like, if you just, like, if, if only 30 people qualify, you're, like, 31 or something like that. It immediately drops you into like the here are the people that is eliminated screen loads you into the next level and that's the point where you can quit. Oh, yeah, I think you just have to be quicker at exiting because you can but exit that... at the at the squares thing. Oh, can you? 
Maybe I just yeah. missed that. Okay, maybe I just missed that. But um, like when they when they're when they're showing the people with the little beans getting knocked into right. the plinko machine at the bottom. Yeah. Like you oh, can you can't quit. Out okay. That. Fair yeah. enough. But if you if you miss that, you it involves you loading into the next section. Yeah. If you miss that, you're loading and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Um. But yeah, uh, and there's there's obviously like little tweaks in there, like um, the fact that if you go in with a team. Because you can go in with like four people as a group, and then you just yeah. load it into the, the sixty person groups. Like it doesn't auto spectate the rest of your group if you fall out, for instance. No. Uh, like, like little, very, very minor stuff. Incredibly like, minor, yeah, yeah. Um, but generally, like it's pretty good. Again, like the servers have been on fire since this thing launched. The, and, the, like, yeah, the game the game has been way more popular than people thought because it had yes. like one point three concurrent or one point three million concurrent players at some point. Yeah, like it was. It was super popular yeah. and the servers were like rammed so there was, and there were, there were bugs and yeah. yeah. There were people playing the beta, obviously, that were that were playing and then when it launched on, it launched on Steam first, I think, and then the PS Plus version went up. So like there was these two stages of like it becoming like a real thing where it just seems yeah. like, because I jumped on the day it came out in PS Plus at like six o'clock at night, it launched like midnight the, the previous night and I jumped on at like six o'clock, seven o'clock that night and it was just like... I'm just stuck in the loading screen. I'm never matching into a game. The server would just disconnect me. When I finally got into games, I'd get booted once around or something like that. Like there was definitely stuff in there. And then I think it was like 10 o'clock that night, all the servers went down with a message. It was like, we are adding like in-game message. Like we are adding work capacity. The game is currently offline. Please hold on. And then as soon as it came back up, I just started loading to matches very quickly. Like obviously like they just yeah. spun up a bunch of new servers and we're like, okay, fine. Like we're, we'll, this needs we need to do this this is the thing we just need to hit as many buttons as we can to get as many servers running as possible so obviously that's going to even out over over time yeah um but so there are, yeah there have been there have been moments where it's gone down again and like they've had to change how um naming works because they used to use steam names and then you found people found out you could like uh html inject on the name screen and it oh really yeah huh. so they were like people found that you could do like the um oh god is html the pointy brackets is that yes. html tags yeah, yeah so, they were, so they were doing like uh size and color tags and, oh like, no like, and setting everything to like 9999 so that when it got to the uh the elimination screen like the qualification screen it was just like a giant black box and that's wild anything. which means those names are getting processed by like an html compiler why would you yeah. do that that's bizarre i don't know it's super weird so they've changed it now to where everybody is just fall guy and then a number so you just get assigned something that's um, i need to go look up screenshots of that that's it's wild. crazy it was, it was pretty wild uh because we because me and my friends were playing it and then we played it the day afterwards and everybody's like wait why am i now like fall guy 4832 like why yeah. is this not my name and huh. then i had to go and look at it it was like oh yeah they're like html injecting on the names that's was like it's really crazy is that game um, cross-platform i mean it, yes, obviously it so you're yep. you are you will be playing with pc people if you're on playstation and stuff yep huh but okay. like but this is one of the few games where that really doesn't fucking matter like it's you're just um jumping and grabbing people and yeah, the game, the game above all else, like above everything we're saying, the game's just really fun. Like it is super fun to just play. Like it is. Oh wow! It, Sorry, it, I've, I've just found the screenshots. That's crazy. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? Yeah, that's really funny. This giant. Blast. It, it, yeah. Okay. It's so. It, it was so weird to me that at some point it means that those names have hit an HTML thing at some yeah, point, and like, I don't understand why. And I don't know how it would have done that. That's, huh? Interesting. 
but yeah okay. so yeah the game's the game's really fun it's yes. free on ps plus right now um so if you have it go play it because it is it's, it's one of the it's one of the few like pure pure gaming fun there is no like uh frills or anything about it it's just you play it and it is enjoyable to play yep um there's a battle pass but there's it's only like a free battle pass that you can buy but and you can buy tokens to buy cosmetic stuff in the in yeah the so they've store. got they've got there's like the two currencies which are like the the currency that you earn over time and then there's a currency that you get for winning there's a special currency you get for winning yeah that you can then spend on other cosmetics but it's all cosmetics you can dress your bean man up however you want um with different color schemes and patterns and clothes and stuff. My favorite one is the big hot dog suit. That's big hot cool. dogs, pretty good. Yep. Yeah. I saw a couple of pineapples um, that were pretty good as well. People are already people are already turning on people's costume choices by saying "fuck pigeons." Apparently, pigeons are bastards. Okay. Um, I, I, the people that are like super into it are like, "Oh man, anytime I see someone in a pigeon outfit, they're always a dick." I'm like, "Okay, sure, I guess." <laughs> judgmental pigeons yes the wow. judgmental pigeons uh but yeah it's a super fun game uh, i'm glad it's come out because it is it's a really unique thing and i'm glad it's worked really well for them because it is it's really fun yeah and totally I, ho- I hope that they like keep coming out with new games and like i mean they've already got on the on, on the front page they've already got like season one on yeah. the front page so you would imagine that every season is going to bring more games or maybe retire some old ones or stuff like that yeah like there's already like yeah what Obviously, there's no easy way of doing this, but I've definitely seen like a bunch of some of the levels, a bunch of time, like more than others. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're always the 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 third round is always going to be a team game, so there's only a handful of them that you have to then cycle through and yes. like stuff like that. So it's, you will you will see some games more than others, but for sure that is, which is why I hope that they come out with more and like. Mm-hmm bring stuff into the pool and, and, and take like, stuff out and as a model like they've built it in such a way that it would be very easy to slot stuff in there it'd be Absolutely, very easy yeah, to yeah. just like drop more levels in there or like it'd even be easy to be like here's our christmas level that you would just run throw in the throw in the the rotation very easily like, yep. they could definitely expand it in really easy ways um yeah it's fun i've, I've seen a lot of people i've seen a lot of people game. um enjoying it and once it those technical issues get evened out yeah it'll be, yeah. It'll be good to just drop it's in cool. you're seeing people i'm seeing people like develop a fall guys meta in real time because mm. i'm seeing people adapt and change to how the games work and are doing different things like that my favorite one that i started doing that i didn't realize other people were doing is uh in the the team tail tag thing where you've got to go grab people and take their tails yes people are like using the the swinging hammers and stuff as like movement so yep. they're like jumping into the hammer to fling themselves across the map. Yes, yeah. I've definitely done that. Because obviously when you're in races and stuff like that, the hammers are there to fuck you over and like knock you in, out of the thing. But in that, you can use it to get away from people really quickly. Yep. And so there is this like subtlety of like, you, you can start doing weird map manipulations and stuff like that to get progress. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see if that counts as if that counts as a bug that they fix you know what i mean like because no so you can't because that's that's just how the physics of the game works like you no so so the, what's that so the one i see is um the level the the round that's um it's like a gradual slope up to the top and the slime that kills you yeah, gradually the, rises the yeah, yeah, yeah there's there's uh it's one of the obstacles that they see is like a kind of pinball bouncer thing that's like an angled thing that you hit and it bounces you off and will knock you mm-hmm. down i've seen people use that bouncer to jump a stage 
up. So rather than having to go the long way round, if you jump on that in just the right way, it'll launch you up. So the people that know that and they can execute that are obviously at an advantage as opposed to having to do the rest of the things. So like, is that a bug? Is that a thing you fix? Is that a thing you just let people learn? I don't know. I think I think unless it totally breaks it, like the the one that I know that they should fix is that there's some people are able to on the game that's like hole in the wall where it's just like yeah, yeah. walls coming towards you with gaps. There are people that are now able to get up on the sides. Oh, and, and just, just sort sit of there, stand there, and not yeah. doing that needs fixed. But yes. I think if it's like a if it's like a physics bouncer get hit by a hammer thing, I think that's just funny. Yeah, I think you totally. can just leave that. That's probably fine for sure. Um, like, like, like people are doing it like on the on the one of the final rounds that's like the race up the mountain. Yeah, people are doing that with like the swinging hammers at the top to try and like boost their way up the mountain further. Sure. I think that's just cool. I think that's funny. It's just, so it's, it's one of those not... things that like to wrap back around what I was saying at the start. Like this game for sure needs to have a really really fine balance between skill and luck right like you cannot have this you cannot have this game that is just like there are people that are just playing better at it like that because the the, both like aesthetically and just the nature of the game like you cannot just have people it cannot be purely skill based no, like it has it, is, to, it has to have a level of chaos to it, or this just it doesn't has, work. Yeah, it has enough. The games have enough random elements in them, like whether it be like the fruit launchers or the balls totally. or the whatever, yeah. to to knock people out of which it is, just being like uh, I am better, therefore. Which is why, like, when you see like people on Twitter complaining, like, "Oh, the fruit game's bad because it's just like complete randomness." Like, yeah, that's the point. Like, that's the point. Yeah. You, pe- people who don't play a lot of it need to be able to win at points. Like, just because yeah. you can't get better at it, just because it's not fucking modern warfare, like, it doesn't mean it's not a, it's a bad game. Like, that's the whole point. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be people that are like. I would have grind for crowns or whatever. It's like, that's not the point. Like, totally. the whole point is that this game is going to fuck you over at some yeah. point and it's supposed to be funny. And it is funny. Like, it's if you do the funny. thing, like, it happened to me where I, I on the, the the one that's like the the slope with the slime on it and there's like fruit launchers and there's like the, the log that comes down. Yeah. I got to, I was ahead for the whole thing and I got to the very end and just as I was about to cross the finish line, the log appeared and knocked yep. me like, Yep. three quarters of the way back down the hill and then I got hit by a mango and you you just have to laugh at that yeah, like, totally. you can't get angry like that's it's, yep. that's funny like that is what that thing is I um, definitely dropped there are very few games where you drop a C-bomb directed at fruit and I think this is one of those games where it's like you fucking mango god damn it like it's just yeah. it's yeah when you're when you're sitting screaming at mangoes and oranges for dicking yeah. over like yeah. that's you know you've got something like yeah, that so definitely um yeah, it, it's it's very cool. It's such a it's such a cool. Like idea. A I'm shocked. Cool it, I'm actually kind of shocked it's taken this long for somebody to put a bunch of these things together and, and create something like this. It's well, this is the th- cool. this is like you were saying at the start. Like this is kind of like the this happens. This happens all the time when you get into like the gaming fads, right? Like when like when MMOs were popular, when WoW was huge, and everybody wanted to make an MMO. You see people then start. After everybody's made their MMO or whatever, people start twisting what it is to be an MMO. Mm. So now it's now Battle Royales and Fortnite got super popular. So then Apex came out and PUBG's there and like all the, the big ones are there. So now people are taking that and twisting it to be like, what can we do with the idea of this? Yeah. And what you get is Fall Guys, which is a really creative twist on what a Battle Royale is. But def- definitely is- the, the pattern for this stuff normally tends towards... Um... It tends towards the, well, I mean, so it tends towards the high skill route, right? Because even if you yeah, start with, even, even yeah. if you start with something like Apex, where 
it had a, it had a it, the whole thing was that it was a lower skill ceiling than something like PUBG, right? Yeah. Or, or to start with, it was it was more action focused rather than like let's sit in a bathtub for an hour and a half. Like there was definitely that part of it. But naturally, mm-hmm. as the seasons go on and on and the game continues, like the people who put more time in it want more out of it. So it starts to cater more towards the high skill high skill ceiling part of the 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 people who play it, right? And you can you can get around that with like smart matchmaking and all that kind of stuff, but like yeah. You kind of have to make it more complicated to keep people in it. There are very few of the games which go the other way of being like, no, we want to keep this as low entrance as possible. Well, you can throw. So actually, exactly what happened, right? I was playing at like my fifth or sixth game of Fall of Fall Guys. Um, as we were playing it, uh, a delivery appeared, so our buzzer went. And I literally threw the controller at my wife and said, "You take over." I went and got the parcel, came back, and she'd qualified. I was like she'd had oh, nice. the, yeah. she hadn't touched the controller. She'd never touched it, the game at all. I said X's jump and left, right? And she'd qualified. Yeah. And you're like, yes, okay, this needs to be. There still needs to be a chance of this happening for as long as this game exists. You cannot yeah, turn it into yeah. a skill thing. Um, yeah. So it's good to see that there's there's something in there that, um, or this that this game exists that is prioritizing the fun over what is the current best gun and how yeah. do you how do you how do you click on their heads? What is the yeah? The, what is the meta of this game currently? It's like okay, sure. Um, I mean, the meta is apparently don't be pigeon. That's the don't meta be pigeon. Apparently. Yeah, if, you know what? If the entire meta of that game becomes this costume is trash, the, the, the people fine. yeah, the people that wear this costume are bad people. Totally. That's the yeah. like you end up with like that GTA Five purple versus green fiasco. And you're like it's just yeah. swarms of pigeons versus swarms of hot dogs, and you're just like, yeah, okay, sure. If that's what this game turns into, really yeah. totally fine with that. Um, yeah, if we've got nothing else, let's jump into intermission quickly. Yeah. I believe you have a related music for us. Yeah, so actually, surprisingly, one of the best things about Fall Guys, despite like its look and its gameplay, is the soundtrack's fucking jamming. Yep. Um, that is, it's super like game showy. The the soundtrack gets stuck in your head really easily. Um, really like big instruments and it's just it's crazy like the soundtrack's great and it involves a lot of slap bass which is amazing um callum's weakness <laughs> yeah i love a good bit of slap bass um so i'm gonna play a track from the fall guys soundtrack that i need to now remember the name of uh because i forgot it uh, it's called survive the fall the entire soundtrack is has uh names about falling uh, except for the last track on the soundtrack which is called you didn't fall which is the song that plays when you win <laughs> nice. which is very good. Uh, yeah, so this is Survive the Fall from the Fall Guys soundtrack. Um, it's great. Yeah. So check the post links so you can pick that up, and we'll be back with some news after this. was survive the fall from the fall guys soundtrack um it's really good 
there's a lot of slap bass in every song, and I like that a lot. Yep. And yeah. it, um, it it just it just gets stuck in your head. Yes, all of for them, sure. All of them get stuck in your head. It's so crazy. <laughs> I was sitting, I was out at a dinner last night, and the entire time in my head was just that song, just so so stuck. Like it's unbelievable yeah. earworm, earwormy. It really gets um, in there and stays. Yeah. yeah, it's so great. And then that music when you win, oh, it's the best. <laughs> anyway, yep. Um, there's a couple of best news. Um, some slightly bigger stuff that I don't think I got a chance to talk about. Um, do you remember Konami, the company that used to make video games? Um, yeah, the pachinko machine maker, right? Yes. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they briefly flirted with video games. They did something. Like... Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Made some um, like maybe marquee video game series that some, some of I don't nano, know. Some of the banana machines. I'm not sure. Um, something I don't know. Um, so they've now they've decided to try something else, and they're now making their way into esports hardware. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So they have released a, in, in, in like embarrassing fashion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is the RA Spear, I think is how you pronounce it. It's their line of Oh sorry, it stands for Advanced Revolution of Esports Ara Spear. Um I don't know how that works, but okay, sure. Um so they're releasing hardware which is three budget mid-range Windows desktops, two keyboards, and a pair of wired headphones with no built-in mic. Um the they look awful. Uh, yep. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of them, but they look have, terrible. Yeah. They look um, terrible. And they are massively overpriced. Like, oh, yeah. wildly for overpriced. That, for what those machines are, that thing is ridiculously overpriced. So they're currently only selling in Japan. Um, so we've only got yen prices. So for 184,000 yen, which is about $1,700-ish. So already $1,700. That's like... The what do you call the oh, the high end Alienware's? Um, oh God! I don't know. No. It's the razor blade. You know the razor yeah, yeah, yeah. laptop that is like super high spec, but is about I think that's fifteen hundred ish. I can't remember. Maybe. So this know. is their least expensive. Is seventeen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. It is a Windows ten Windows ten Home as well. Not even professional Windows yeah, ten Home. Not, pro, not even pro. Yeah. yeah. A Core i five eight gig of RAM, five hundred twelve gig SSD, and a GTX sixteen fifty. Which is nothing, right? That's like that nothing, is. Yeah. So the uh, and then the the Gizmodo article on it said that they this is double the price of a Lenovo Idea Center desktop I found in Rakuten, uh, which is literally the first search result for gaming PC. Same CPU, same amount of RAM, same GTX sixteen fifty, slightly smaller SSD, which is. Let me just check the price on it. It is. Oh, it's also Rakuten Japan, so you can get it in Japan as well. It yeah. is half the price, 87,000 yen. Nice. 88,000 88, yen, sorry, which is it's about £600. Just, it, it's literally just the fact that they've thrown the word gaming at it and it's Konami. Totally. Um, the headphones look awful. Um, yeah. Obviously don't have a review of sound yet, but they're awful. They're, so their top end one, which is $3,200, $3,200. Okay. Intel i7, 16 gig of RAM, 512 gig SSD, terabyte hard drive, and a 27 Super. That's fucking that's wild. Not e- oh, water yeah, cooling. that's not even that good either. Yeah, that's... No, like that, that's, that, that's not, well, sorry, no, that, it's pretty good, but it's not $3,200 worth no, of like, like nothing 32 yeah. Like, that's more than, like, the Mac Pros, right? Like, the base yeah. Mac Pro is, like, 2000 like, like I think? Two, yeah, two five maybe? Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Oh, that's wild. So, yeah, I have no idea who this is marketing to, because... <sighs> 
people who want to buy esports computers know what the fuck they're buying normally yeah. or they buy pre-built the people, the people that yeah the people that care like the people that actually care about what's in their computer who who would be the sort of esportsman that yeah you would, this would be marketed that they're targeting are going to yeah. look at are going to be looking at that and be like what the fuck is this like yeah. that's not that's not a computer that is no and then people who are like people who are getting into Twitch streaming, like apparently I, this is a thing I did not know, but like pre-builds are coming are becoming popular again because people are yeah. starting to get in. Like I want to buy like good-looking PCs that don't have to worry about actually putting it all together, and you can get reasonably decent spec'd pre-builds for like yep. not much more than buying it and putting it together yourself. No, but, yeah, um, it's, it's getting to the point now where pre-builds you only pay like a little bit of a premium, like yeah, it's not that totally. much, and anymore. especially especially when you're guaranteed to get like. Like, I've been building PCs for, what, 15 years at this point-ish? Yeah, yeah. I still am terrified to put a water cooler in my PC. Like, I've just yeah, never... I, I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's yeah. not happening. I, like, I understand all the logistics. Like, I was talking to my friend who follows mm. hardware much more than I do. It was like, even if it breaks, the thing in it, even if, it like, the coil snaps or the, the, the pipe bursts, like, they're not water. It's an oil that is non-conductive, like it'll be fine. Like, it cannot burst your machine. I'm like, no, don't put water in your PC. Like, I understand the logistics of it. I'm still terrified to actually do it. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. So if I could get... So there's a legitimate argument that if I could get a pre-build that's guaranteed to be people who know what the fuck they're doing and it looks nice and, hey, do you want a bunch of RGBs that are all synced together? I'd get a pre-build, right? Like, I'm, it's back yeah, totally. in that position. So yeah, for them to charge $1,500 for this nonsense PC is... One is insane. Two, I don't know yeah. who they're targeting with this. Like nobody who would morons, know, I guess. Nobody who would know better would ever buy this thing. It's yeah. Um, so yeah. And speaking of completely moronic things, um, Nintendo announced how to restore your uh, Animal Crossing Island. Oh no, not this! This oh. was so bad. <laughs> so for people who have been following this, so. The Switch, God, how far back do you go? So the Switch does support cloud saves if you have the Nintendo Online account, Nintendo Switch Online account, has data cloud backups for your saves, which is fine, um, because there's no way of getting saves off your Switch, and also saves yep. are locked to a machine, so yep. you can't even switch them off. Um, so they have an online uh, cloud backup system for saves. Animal Crossing said, ah, oh, we're not going to use that because people might cheat. The single player even game though, that has no even effect. People already cheat. Yeah, like, like you can turn the, you can turn your time forward and be like, yeah, the time oh, skip out a whole bunch. Yeah, exactly. But no, you need to protect the sanctity of your save. So we're not using the cloud save system. People lost their shit because your save is tied to your machine. If your machine breaks or is lost or stolen, your island is gone. Yep. What the fuck, Nintendo? Nintendo were like, okay, how about this then? We build an entirely parallel cloud save system, not the main one. We made our own system. We made our own second one, which is a bunch of bizarre restrictions on it as well, which says, like, we will only return your island to you if your console is lost or damaged. You can't just use it to back up your save, you know, like yeah. you normally use a save thing. They announced this a while ago and said, oh, by the way, it's not going to be at launch. So as of, what, last week sometime, they finally released yeah, it. Yeah, the latest update, I It's think. up. Here you go. And they have published a remarkably large guide into how to use this fucking for a, thing for a system that when you say it like oh it's a way to back up your island and get it back yeah the article that explains the situations under which you can yeah. and how you go about getting your island is ridiculously long 
and super complicated and states numerous times you can only do this if your machine is yeah. stolen or broken. So for the for the restore island data section, island data can only be restored if your Nintendo Switch console has been lost or damaged and you've enabled island backup in Animal Crossing on that console. It is not possible to remotely enable island backup without access to the console. So if your console was lost, you will need a replacement console to restore the island data. Okay, fine. So how do you enable it in this 12-step system? So you... Also, you need a Nintendo Switch Online account to be able to do this. You know, the thing that already yeah. has a Switch, a, a cloud backup system. You yeah. need that as well to be able to use this different system. Um, you need to have a Nintendo account that has a resident on the island. So, if you don't, so even if you're not the main island user, you can still do this? I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Island backup cannot already be enabled. If any other resident on the island has already enabled island backup, you will not be able to enable it as a different resident. The original island can disable island backup if you wish to enable it using a different account. So theoretically, that means that if your second player has enabled it by accident or like because of course they would, yeah, only they can restore it. And then what happens if player two restores it? Does the main player not become the main player anymore? Like... There's a bunch guess, of... does, does, it, does it transfer priority of the yeah, island like, yeah, exactly. that person? So from the title screen, press minus, select island backup and enable, and then it brings up this other menu which shows you the last backup and all of this kind of stuff. And then how to restore it. There's a there's a sub-menu here. Was your console repaired by a Nintendo Service Center? If it wasn't, contact customer support. That's it. If it wasn't repaired yeah. by... Like, to which customer support will go, oh, but you've invalidated your warranty and you probably won't be able to do this. If it was, one, it may already have been done because Nintendo are actually pretty good. If you send it in, they'll restore a bunch of your saves or transfer them or do yeah. whatever it is. They do that already. Which suggests there is a system for doing... Never mind. Yeah. Um, the, more, the more you dig into it, the worse it gets. Like, it is... Yeah. You just... You, you find more complete logical fallacy and you're like, why, why even for a lot of this stuff... Yeah, so you try and stuff like, and it's also like, so like one of the things that Nintendo have always done really well, especially with Animal Crossing, actually is well, well is a relative term. All of their kind of mechanical stuff about menus and management of things is all very much in world. So like, you will talk to a person to do a thing, or you have a conversation with them, and like do dialogue options to do a thing. This is just like fuck all of that, which is like, um. When the game begins to open, you will see a black screen with the Nintendo logo. Press and hold the minus button while the screen appears. If you see Timmy and Tommy at the New King Respection Desk, you've gone too far. Close the game and reopen to try again. You're like, why can't you just talk? Why is it not just an option in the menu? Oh, If you see a title screen with villagers walking around the island, you may have already started a new island on your Nintendo Switch console. If you wish to replace this island, delete the new save data and then reopen the game and try again. So if it skips to the point where you've started a new island by accident... You have to then go delete that save and then retry the re- the rebuild thing. Yeah. Oh, if you've been able to island it cannot, backup, it, it cannot it cannot handle there being two islands. Well, <laughs> it just can't. but then physically can't. But then point five, if you've enabled island backup for multiple islands, you're presented with each island name and some details. How do you even do that? Could you theoretically create a new island and then also back that one oh, up? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no idea. Oh wow. Yeah, it's bizarre uh yeah it's just it's 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 wild that they created this entirely parallel system for a game that already had for a system that already has a terrible cloud system in it they've built another terrible worse cloud system it's fucking wild it's insane yeah god 
anyway, continue to time skip and get all your resources. Um, yeah, like their their whole thing of we don't want to do this because it'll break the game is like, dude, people are already breaking your game. Like it's not, mm-hmm. this isn't a big deal. And people already it's, like hacked the shit out of it and been like, well, I've, okay, we yeah. found all the stuff. You can see. I mean, it's, I, I didn't write this down as one of the stories, but did you see the the story about the guy that does the Boundary Break series on YouTube? Got a cease and desist. Yeah. Yeah. So Boundary Break is the YouTube series where they, they they hack the cameras in a bunch of console games to look outside, and it's very good to see how games are put together and how like smoke and mirrors a lot of it is. Where it's really cool, where that particular episode, which I saw before it got pulled, like they pull the camera out and it's like, oh yeah, the entire world is on a cylinder because of the way it kind of it rolls as you move up yeah, yeah. and you see some cool things like stuff exists from the back and not here. And there's like a weird side room here that's entirely black. So maybe that like all really cool stuff to see, like it didn't expose any secrets. Didn't like show you how to do it yourself. Like none of that stuff just showed like, here's how this game is put together, which is always a good thing to show people. And then Nintendo were ceased and desisted it and demonetized it no. and did all of this kind of stuff. And you're like, you break the magic. Yeah. Like what the, f- like what harm is this possibly doing? Who fucking cares. Yeah. yeah. And Nintendo have already been really bad at that, but yeah. what? But then to watch like uh, I can't remember the the YouTuber's name off the top of my head, but like he then put up a follow up video saying, "Yeah, like my video gets cease and desist," and this fucking hurts because Nintendo are the reason that I play video game. Like it was like a really yeah. part of his childhood, and he like it really hit him hard that Nintendo would go after him for this thing that he didn't think he was doing anything wrong, and I don't think he was doing anything wrong. He's to not, then, su- to then suddenly get your video pulled by the company that you owe a lot of your upbringing. It's weird. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, and then to follow on directly from that, there was a massive Nintendo leak of a bunch of SNES and N64 stuff. Yeah, um, the Super Leak. That yeah. happened. The Giga Leak. Um, so there's a bunch of layers to this that, like, there's. So there's this massive Nintendo leak. Um, so this is from the, the Kotaku article. What appears to be an unprecedented trove of information related to several past Nintendo consoles leaked on the internet. Uh, many of the thousands of leaked files concern the 2006 Wii, including detailed design documents and seemingly some source code. Um, links to some of the files were posted on 4chan. It's unclear who was responsible for leaking them or their original source, but they appear to include the Wii source code and detailed schematics for its hardware, as well as test demos from the 1996 N64 and information about the internal workings of the, the GameCube. So... Yeah. There's a bunch of layers to this, which is one, like, people don't actually know where this came from. Like, they have no idea whether this was, like, an accident, whether somebody hacked something or did something illegal to get it. Um, which makes it interesting to be, like, the work that people have to do to distance themselves from the leak, as opposed to actually looking at the contents of the leak. So, like, apparently um, the 4chan post where it went up originally, it got posted anonymously and said, like, this is what this is. A bunch of people just like, and this is 4chan, remember? A bunch of people put their hands up and went, I ain't touching this because if this is highly illegal, I am going to get the ass sued out of me yeah, by Nintendo. Yeah. Um, but then eventually, once people took the plunge and verified it and downloaded it and people said it was real and not a giant virus, like people started digging into it and revealing some really, really interesting stuff like um, like test de- uh, tech demos like they said for the n64 like a bunch of stuff that obviously like would be shipped out with an sdk to say here's how you do 3d yeah. on the n64 and all that kind of stuff um there's a couple a of, bunch really of it, a, b- a bunch of like weird uh notes in the code and stuff like yep, that of totally. like people people swearing and comments and like making yep. jokes and stuff like that it's totally um people started digging through a bunch of sprites from a bunch of games so like 
I don't know what game this is from, but there's like a apartment complex where there's toad smoking in one of the windows, oh, like yeah. with a cigarette. Um, there's a there's a one of the F Zero textures just has butthead for Beavis and butthead in it. There's a, a sprite of Mario with wings from a thing that never existed in Super Mario World. Some early uh, Super Mario Kart sprites. Um, the entire source code for Super Mario Advance, which is interesting. Um, a bunch of Star Fox stuff as well. Um, Star Fox was the one I that, that was how I first found out about this, where people were digging through, um, digging through like the the. So this is just, this is for Star Fox Two, so the unreleased one that they released with the SNES Classic, the NES Classic. Yeah, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a complete unreleased character. Which was in there and is in a bunch of the sprites that you don't even remember that nobody has ever seen. Uh, there's a new villager from Animal Crossing, or from the N64 version of Animal Crossing that was Japan only. They found a new yeah. villager, like a whole bunch of stuff in there that is worth looking at and actually seeing what was seeing what's it's in a, there. Yeah, the, the, the leak stuff's a cool thing to just sit and kind of go through and see all the weird shit that's in. Yeah, totally. like this is the super back room stuff that was in Nintendo. Like the yeah. the the one that got me is someone made a gif of all the sprites of like the evolution design of the Yoshi sprite. Yep, because totally. he like yep looked like he looked like a normal dinosaur and looked horrific. And then there was like multiple variations that you could see the changes happen over yep. time of like make him a bit squatter, make him a bit shorter, give his nose a bit more bulbous, and then make him look more cartoony and stuff. It's really interesting stuff. Yeah, totally, like game development is interesting. There was a really good one as well. Somebody. Found somebody posted a screenshot of something running in DOSBox that was like a cat. It was a tool for Star Fox, like obviously a very internal tool that was like for doing the messages for Star Fox, like the dialogue messages. Yeah. Which has like tool version 0.9 1994 Dylan Cuthbert, who is, is, develop- is still working in the industry. And somebody, and he replied to it on Twitter going, I have not, I made this tool for Star Fox 2. I haven't seen it in almost 30 years. It's an early C++ that I used to teach myself the language more than anything else. Where have they got this from? Which adds another layer of like, if this is a tool that's not even official, that is like a side thing that maybe yeah. got built into Star Fox. Or like, it's still unclear where people got this from. Um, so yeah, there's just a bunch of stuff in there that you just go through. I think the other part of this that is the reason why it's so interesting is that like Nintendo are a very secretive company, right? They... they only publish the things that you they want you to see and are very very cagey about how their games are made what oh incredibly like, yeah which is weird right considering the stuff they have put out like i think it was was it for the 10th mario anniversary or something like that they put out like the original design documents for mario uh, for like for mario one and stuff like that and like mm. people really enjoyed that shit like people are really interested to see how these things get designed and the original, like the le- the original level designs done on graph paper and all that kind of stuff. Like people love that stuff and are super interested in it. So the fact yeah, that Nintendo really were, the fact that Nintendo are just like you will see exactly what we want you to see. Like in some kind of weird like Disney behind the curtain way, they don't want you to see, which is bizarre. Like I just don't I don't understand it. Um. So the fact that this has just been dumped and like here's a bunch of stuff, go figure it out, is the reason why I think people are super into this. Um. And the other part of it I saw is that it's like people who are like video game archivists or like historians are in a yeah. really weird position right now, right? Where this is super valuable information that should be kept and would be interesting to catalog and keep for posterity. 
but you have zero idea where it's come from in a way that it could have been very, very, very legally obtained. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what like the if fuck? If you start using you... that information, you're then, like, totally. complicit. And it's totally. like, yeah. And I also saw a side thing that somebody was talking about where... So one of the big things that... Well, one of the initial kind of oh shit moments was that there was a model and skin for Luigi from uh, Super Mario 64 in there, which was a yeah. thing that has been, like, myth for years. Um, yeah. Which is like, oh, if you do this, this, and this, and put this code in and jump backwards at this thing, you'll get Luigi. And somebody, like, it's there, right? Like, it's in the source code somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So... At this point, now that all this information is public, if people do, because people have already for years been doing weird hacks of like Nintendo ROMs, like SNES ROMs and N64 ROMs, all this kind of stuff. If somebody then hacks this model into actually N64 or like a ROM version of this N64, yeah, does, Mario, a, does a ROM hack? Yeah, like what does that mean? Because you're because at this point, it's not like you've made your own Luigi model or put it in the same way that people have. Like this is then theoretically stolen material. You've then hacked into this like. Yeah, How, where does that fall in legality? Like, is it a cease and desist, or is this a straight up sue? Like, what happened? It raises a whole bunch of really interesting issues yeah, that people are going to have to just deal with. A, a weird legal area. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then the last thing I've got here is the Project X Cloud. So Xbox is uh, so obviously like Xbox have done their. Um, uh, game streaming thing, which is their Project X Cloud, which is their equivalent to PS Now or Stadia or yeah, that's the only examples I can think so far. Um, yeah. Where it's like you can stream this to your PC, your tablets, your console. It's not using your local hardware. It's running in a server somewhere and streaming this stuff to it. It's instant access, all this kind of stuff. And they're still unclear about how that's going to roll into next gen packages and like, is it part of your Game Pass thing? Is it a... all of that still unknown? But one of the things they've been talking about for a long time is that you can stream to mobile devices. So, for instance, yeah. the original, um, excuse me, the original test that they gave, they shipped a bunch of um, Android phones to press and were like, here's a test for xCloud, like, runs on this phone, it's fine. Which makes sense because Android is much more um, open to, like... You can sideload whatever the fuck you want onto an Android phone. Yeah, if you yeah, want. yeah. So if it's like in development, what, you can do whatever APK you want. Exactly. A, um, so if you, so if you've got an in development bit of software, like sticking an Android phone and shipping it out is much easier than like, oh, we've put it to like the store and you download it with this. Code. Like, just ship the thing; it's fine. Yeah. But one of the things that's always been up in the air is about how it would work with Apple. So Project X Cloud put out their beta version of the Apple app for iPad and iPhone out um, under their what did they call it? There's a term for like trial apps for iOS. Can't remember oh, what it's called. Know. There's a t- specific term for it. That basically you put it out, and it's under and it's under like a timed thing where like after ninety days it will self destruct or not self destruct like stop you from opening it. Self destruct. Yeah. Your phone will explode in yeah, ninety exactly. days. Yeah. But basically the app will intentionally stop working after ninety days unless you sure. push out a new patch that then extends to ninety days and all this kind of stuff. So basically, so that like beta versions of stuff don't live out in the wild forever. Um, I wish I could remember the name of that. Anyway, so Microsoft had put out an xCloud app, their beta xCloud app on iOS, as well at the same time as Android, and then the Android one continued to get updates, and the iOS one didn't. Test Flight, thank you, that was the name of the, the thing Test I was looking flight. for. Test Flight is the name of their, the, the, the iOS process for doing this. The iOS version never got any updates. It had the original version, and that was it. 
and mm. the ex but the iOS version has just expired and had its ninety days and has now just gone away. So there was a rumor of like, what the fuck does this mean? Like, if you haven't had any updates for this thing, um. So this is from the the Windows Central article. Um, Project X Cloud and Android have received regular updates over the year of testing. Uh, with Microsoft now confident to charge. Um, What's that mean? Oh, right. Yeah, Microsoft are now in a position to start charging for it regularly. The iOS counterpart launched bare bones with one playable game limited to 10,000 people just as testing participants. And the situation has not improved over the last six months, limited to sporadic bug fixes with no new content. So the only game you can play is Master Chief Edition, Master Chief Collection, yeah. sorry, mm-hmm. on the iOS version. And then it expired because I had 90 days without an update. So what the fuck does that mean? Um, and then very quickly... Apple came out and said they are confirming that xCloud and Stadia apps, so they're including Stadia in this now, violate App Store guidelines, which mean that you will not be able to get either app on iOS phone, on your phone or iPad, because they are, they breach the strict App Store guidelines that make cloud services like xCloud and Stadia effectively impossible to operate on the iPhone. So a lot of this is very, yeah, so a lot of this is very wordy, but if you remember back to I'm not going to get to the Apple statement because it's bollocks. But basically, if you remember back to like, uh, so Steam did this with their Steam Link app, right? Where the original version of the Steam Link app, which is basically like their their mobile version of like their Steam Link box or like streaming to a laptop. It's like an app you could do and you could stream from your, your PC to your, like your, one of your devices. And it's coming from your PC and it's all internal and all that kind of stuff. The original version of that was barred from the iOS store because you could buy games on the Steam store through that app. Yeah. And that's a massive no-no on iOS. Yeah, it's their whole, they want to, the payment channel, they want to be theirs as opposed to like an in-store exactly. so anything side that, loading. Anything that gets bought on the iOS store, anything that gets bought on the iOS, iOS ecosystem, 30% of it has to go to Apple. That's just their policy. So... The iOS version of Steam, Steam Link app, you cannot access the Steam store via that version of the app. You can in every yeah. other version, you can't on the iOS version, which gets around their rules and let, let them go on there. Stuff like um, the Kindle version, I think it's, I think this is still true, but the original Kindle app, you couldn't access the Kindle store um, on the iOS version of the app because they didn't want to give Apple 30%, right? Yeah. Um, so the rules about this are very, very specific. So specifically under App Store Guideline 4.2.7, which the, the Verge article goes into a lot of detail here, but basically um, this is their section on remote desktop clients. So if your remote desktop acts as a mirror of specific software or services mm-hmm. rather than generic mirror of a host device, it must comply with the following. So basically saying like, if you're trying, if you're, if it's not just like, so like if it's a Windows desktop remote app, for instance, where it just shows your Windows desktop, that's probably fine, right? Yeah. But... Point A, the app must connect only to a user-owned host device that is a personal computer or dedicated game console owned by the user, and both the host device and client must be connected on a local or LAN-based network. So that mm-hmm. is, that's your Steam Link, right? That's your... Yeah. So the other thing you can't do is stream over the internet with your Steam Link device. It has to be on your local, your LAN, basically. Yeah. Any software or services appearing in the client are fully executed on the host device, rendered on the screen of the host device, and may not use APIs or platform features beyond what is required to stream the remote desktop. So basically saying, like... It all has to be done on your your main machine and then streamed. All account creation and management must be initiated from the host device. So you can't do it via the app. It has to be done. 
you have to create your account elsewhere. Uh, off the host, yeah. So you must create your account elsewhere. You can't create an account on your iOS device. You need to create it on your host device. Yeah. The UI appearing in the client does not resemble iOS or App Store view. Does not provide a store-like interface or include the ability to browse, select, or purchase software not already owned or licensed by the user. So that's your Steam link. You can't access the store on that app. <laughs> Thin clients for cloud-based apps are not appropriate for the App Store. So between that, between those five rules. Yeah. So your Steam your Steam Link's fine. Your PS4 Remote Play is fine because it's all running on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But your Stadia, your Nvidia Game Stream, and now your XCloud don't apply there, right? Because oh, you don't because yeah. you don't own the hardware. It's coming from a hardware somewhere else. You can't create an account on that device. You can create an account elsewhere. All this kind of stuff. So actually, and our company had this recently. Um, Basecamp or a company that do like Slack competitor. I think they have a Slack competitor or something like that. They launched an email account system, an email system recently, email app recently, um, where you couldn't create an account because to obey this rule, you couldn't create an account on the the app. You needed to create it elsewhere. But one of the other iOS rules is the app has to be functional within the, the app itself. So if you can't create an account on the device and you're not allowed to create an account elsewhere, but the app needs to be usable within, like directly on the iOS device. The only way they could do that was it would create a random, you a random account that you can upgrade to a real account somewhere else off the app. So like the whole point of this is like people are doing fucking hoops and jumps to get round yeah like these rules to try and get on iOS right, yeah. which is fair like giant market right yeah um so. And I, I really suggest people read the Verge article that I'll link to on the, on the post about this, but that goes into some real detail about what they've done, what competitors have done, and all this kind of stuff. But with stuff like xCloud and Stadia, right, that's their entire business model, right? There is yep. no, like, side way of doing this. Like, I know Xbox are talking, or Microsoft are talking about, or had talked about, like, there's a version of this that works streaming from your Xbox, but, like, mm-hmm. xCloud specifically is, like, yeah, it's a cloud system that streams the games to your thing that you theoretically have licensed, and it seems like currently Xbox are just flipping the bird and being like, well, fuck you then, if they're not yeah. going to give the, if they don't want to do the, the 30% revenue share, um, then iOS just don't get it. And this is an interesting one because Microsoft are possibly one of the only other companies out there that could strong arm iOS into changing. Because you've got this weird thing. Maybe. Where, maybe, because yeah. you've got like Xbox being this giant, powerful brand. And iOS yeah. being this giant, powerful brand, one of them's going to have to budge, and neither of them are going to want to, especially with Game Pass and XCloud being such a core part of Microsoft's strategy for the next yeah. generation. Are you just so your two options are you try and force iOS to be like, well, we're missing out because our competitor can do this thing, or iOS going, well, this is a big part of your system. You're going to need to, you're going to need to play in our backyard if you want to do this. Like this is just a complete stalemate at this point because there's two two yeah. very powerful companies fighting over this, and currently it just looks like everyone on iOS is fucked, right? Like yeah, totally. Now the 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 play right now would be Microsoft going like, well, I guess we're just not going to use iOS then, and exactly. then having them react to it exactly. Is the... And also, but and the other negative thing as well is that if I was Google, I would be like. Here, Android thing like maybe you should buy an Android phone if you've got an Xbox because we do this yeah. thing that iOS doesn't. Except the Google has Stadia, this thing they keep trying to flog and nobody wants to buy, which is directly playing in this so market. 
Yeah, so you don't want to advertise the Microsoft the one, one right? instantly, instantly do better than yours. Exactly. Is... Like, like, like Stadia is already not a going concern, basically. Like, Stadia is still yeah. continues to not be great. So yeah. are you just going to... So, like, if Stadia disappears, I imagine they're going to push hard on this Xbox thing and be like, well, we can do this and iOS can't. But yeah. right now, they're the, not going to say So, like, if you imagine these consoles are coming out in November, which theoretically when xCloud launches as well, like, they're just staring each other down at this point. Nobody's moving at yeah. all. Um, well, it's the same, it's the same, like, the, this whole, the whole new console generation is all stalemate right now. There's a stalemate between Microsoft and iOS and Google about the xCloud thing, which is going to be a big part of the new console generation because it has to be because it's their big project and then microsoft and sony are in a stalemate right now about launch dates and pricing Mm. because nobody wants to go first because specifically the insider information is saying that microsoft are not going to go first because whenever sony announced they're going to announce earlier and like a hundred dollars cheaper is the end and the is the industry like inside word yeah so everyone's in a stalemate right now and yeah. we know nothing like it is like nobody gets to do anything at this point yeah totally. so it's a weird for a console that is launching in like supposedly like two months we november, have got october november yeah very little about what is actually gonna happen and about whether or not xcloud is even gonna be up and running in the platforms that they say it's gonna be up yeah. and running in it's like the, so... the, like the, the the biggest market for mobile devices out there is not going to have be able to access this feature. Yeah. So like... It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. So like, I'll, I'll very quickly read this, the official Apple statement just because it's so bullshit. Is it fuck you? Is that the Apple statement? Kind of. That, the yeah. App Store was created to be a safe and trusted place for customers to discover and download apps and a great, oh, and a great oh. business opportunity for all developers. Before they go on our store, all our apps are reviewed against the same set of guidelines that are intended to protect customers and provide a fair and level playing field developers. That's bollocks, also because Apple are currently being sued for that exact reason. Yeah. Where this, they're like, the App Store guidelines are very, very unclear. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the... the um, the four big tech companies were in front of Congress last week. Yes. Something I don't know if you like saw that, them. Yeah. Like every single one of those companies got shit for various reasons. Like Facebook got shit because they're Facebook, but Apple, like Tim Cook, was there where they basically said, "Like you're doing arbitrary guidelines for App Store stuff, and nobody can understand the shit's gets getting pulled randomly." And they just went shrug. We're iOS, but um, yeah. Uh, so. Gaming services can absolutely launch in the App Store as long as they follow the same set of guidelines applicable to all developers, including submitting games individually for review and appearing in charts and search. So this is the other part of this that I thought was that a lot of people have pointed out as real bollocks, right? Part of the thing they're saying is that they iOS theoretically would want every game available on xCloud to be individually submitted for Apple yeah. approval. Which, yep. when you're launching with 100 games, is just batshit, right? Yeah. But stuff like Netflix and Amazon Prime are on there right with yeah every, is every individual movie submitted to the app store as well and or album or, or yeah, album? Yeah. yeah like there's there's very, already inconsistencies in that store in addition to the app store developers can choose to reach all iphone and ipad users over the web through safari and other browsers, browsers in the app store as somebody who's worked with safari before you ain't gonna do that safari's yeah. got a bunch of weird restrictions in it that you cannot do unless you're the official safari app but that's beside the point um, yeah, and then Microsoft is, gave a statement which basically says 
Apple stands alone as the only general purpose platform to deny customers from cloud gaming and game subscription service like Xbox Game Pass. Consistently treats gaming apps differently, applying more lenient rules to non-gaming apps, even when they include interactive content. Which theoretically, like Netflix have got their choose-your-own-adventure stuff, right? So, which is theoretically yeah, comes like out of games. And stuff. Yeah. All the games available in the Xbox Game Pass catalog are rated for content by an independent industry rating body such as the ESRB. We're committed to finding a path to bring cloud gaming to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate to the iOS platform. We believe the customer should be at the heart of the game experience and gamers tell us they want to play, connect, and share anywhere no matter where they are, and we agree. So, yeah. I mean, they're basically saying, like, Apple are the only company to say no so far, so... Yeah. Um, and it's weird, right? Because, like, Apple are very good at not listening to what people want from their platform, so... Yeah. Apple have always just kind of done their own thing and yeah. not really care about what else happens. Yeah. Like, it's... Um, so, yeah, um... Yeah, I'll, I'll, the Verge article's linked to the post. You should go look at it. They go into it in a lot of detail about why this is bullshit. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't have anything else. There was the uh, there was another state of play which didn't have a lot of stuff, particularly except for Splunky has a release date, which is the twenty seventh. I want to say August. Yeah. No, something like that. sorry, that's August twenty seventh is the Control expansion, the AW yeah. expansion, which is the Alan, Alan Wake. basically conf- confirmed it's an Alan Wake expansion. For control, and then end of the month also has Splunky Two, which is their release date for that. Um, was the Xbox thing since the last episode? It was right because that's where they announced the Gunk, yeah. which is still the greatest video the game gunk. name ever. Um, not really a lot else in there to, to show off. They showed off Halo. No. It looks a lot like Halo, really. Yeah, um, people are except, mad about it. It's... Yeah, because it, it doesn't. It looks like Halo. Like it doesn't look bad. It looks like Halo. I, I, I don't understand why people are mad, but people are mad. So oh, of course they are. Um, but yeah, there's not really a lot else to show. Um, there is another Xbox stream in August, which I think, if I remember this right, Phil Spencer said in an interview with iJustine that they're not going to talk about release date or price at that stream, which is the craziest sentence I think I've said in a while. But they're basically not they're not saying in August what's going to happen yeah. really with price. So... My guess is that when this dam breaks, it's going to break fast. And as soon as somebody goes first, everyone else is going to go quickly after them um, in regards of real estate and price. But who knows? So maybe by the time we come back for the next episode, something will be there. Maybe we'll still not know two months before this thing or a month before this thing theoretically comes out. Um, Yeah, no idea. Who knows? Anyway, um, what have we got coming up? Um, well, I was going to say the, the news that uh, we've actually not talked about this since the thing because I think it came out after the last show. But um, So there was a thing I got very excited a couple of weeks ago, it must have been, uh, because Team Reptile, who... Oh, right, yes, we didn't talk about this. Yeah, who are the people that make uh, Lethal League and Lethal League Blaze, yep. like some of our favourite games. Yep. They're very, very good. Um, and when we were talking about Lethal League Blaze... Um, specifically around that one Hideki Naganuma song that they had on that soundtrack. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. We were like, they were... We, we, when you play it and you look at their style, you're like, these guys, like, they have their style. You can tell they're going for this kind of, like, teen graffiti... Like, this, the, the Jet Set Radio look, basically. Yeah. Like, they're going for that sort of, like... But it's big on colour and style and character, but it is this, like, graffiti underground sort of movement style thing. And then they started tweeting out teases for something. All they did was they posted a black screen with uh, BR, 
BRC on it in like tag and like graffiti. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, those guys are making a new game. That's cool because they make good games. I'll be interested to see what that is. And then they put out a trailer for it. And it is, it is, it is them making a Jet Set Radio game. It's called it's Bomb just Rush Jet Set Radio. It's called Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. It is just a Jet Set Radio game. It is guys with skates and graffiti tagging and they're doing moves and the fucking the music's being written by Hideki Naganuma and it's like it, it is them basically saying if no one's going to do anything with Jet Set Radio we'll do something and not call it Jet Set Radio yeah. and the trailer is awesome it's yep. so perfect for what that thing is and the music's incredible and I couldn't be more excited to see what that thing is because those guys I trust more than anybody to make this sort of game so yep. it should be something else. Like it's, it sounds so good, and I'm so excited that people are deciding to do something with Jet Set Radio, um, without obviously without calling it Jet Set Radio, of course. But yeah, people should go watch that trailer. Yeah, it's great. It's excellent. Um, it's also a really good name. Um, yeah, Bomb Rush, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is uh, an amazing name for a video <laughs> game. Um, so in terms of a couple of weeks, there's not a lot coming out really. That PC version of Horizon Zero Dawn's out. Um, Hyperscape will be out by the time the day you listen to oh, this. Yeah. It's actually coming out. Uh, An iOS version of Danganronpa 2 is out, apparently. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, uh, so the next game that's, that's coming out, actually, that I'm interested in, apart from that control expansion on the 27th, is the first episode of, the first chapter, sorry, of um, Tell Me Why, the Don't Nods, Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teen adventure game that that is not Life is Strange is coming out on the twenty seventh. Yeah. Um, it's another adventure game about angsty teenagers. Exactly. Well. So very much in my wheelhouse. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing to seeing that. Um, what are we playing in the next couple of weeks? We're currently like not for the site particularly, but we're working our way through the Halo games because we both got Game Pass yeah. and we're like, hey, the Halo games, right? We've never really played them, so we did reach. We did. Yeah, we played Halo, we played through all of Halo Reach. That game um, is hella short, and I, I don't think that game's particularly. I don't good think that game's good. Is, yeah, I, I'm like for the, we were, for the, for the one that people talked about of like man, Halo Reach came out and that thing was amazing. Granted, we're not playing the online version of it. Like we're not playing competitive or whatever. Like, so I think the thing I was which reading, a lot of people do, but because yeah. <laughs> I I did some research. I was doing some research actually after we finished Reach, going why the fuck do people like like I didn't get it. I think a lot of it came from like, hey, this game really only makes sense or like you have nostalgia for it if you played Halo 1 and 2, which I think was the point where Reach came out, right? Is that right? No, it was, af- it was after 3, wasn't it? Oh yeah, we, we looked this up. It was after we 3, We did this, right? yeah, it was after 3. So you get 3 games of Halo and then they go back to like the origins of Halo and you're like, okay, but we're, so we're doing it in chronological order. So like yeah. playing Reach first and you're like, okay, I mean, I like, don't think, I don't I, think I, it's I, all I understand the same the significance of it but they 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 don't explain enough for people that don't already know what halo is you're just sort of like thrown into it and all the characters are assholes and like doesn't explain anything there's not a likable character in the whole game and and then and it's like super short and then it's over and you're like oh okay i guess that happened like and it it really does it really feels like they want you to care about games that don't like I, I it feels like they ca- it feels like they want you to care about these characters and don't do a good job of 
these characters Making are. you care about them. Yeah. yeah. So, like, looking at the timeline, Halo 1, 2, and 3 and ODST came out before Reach. So ODST yeah. came out 2009 and then 2010 was Halo Reach. And you're like... And as far as I know, those characters, like, Noble, Noble Squad were not mentioned in the mainline Halo games, really. I don't think so. Like, the only reason yeah. I knew who they were and who some of those characters were was because I read Fall of Reach, like, the book. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, okay, they get briefly mentioned in there and some of them like can grew up with Halo with, with Halo Chief, that's not his name. Master Halo Chief, Chief. You know. Um, John Halo Chief. John Halo thing. Chief. Um so yeah, I just I didn't like it. I, I, it was fine, no, it was I, very Halo, but like the, it's it it seems like a very Halo's never it's never been the whole like ADS cool shooty thing, but like it's still it feels super floaty and yep. imprecise and it's yeah i'm still staggered that the team that made that then went on to make destiny yeah like one of the one of the most like precise best feeling shooters totally. out there and they made halo a super imprecise thing where 90 percent of the guns you can't aim down sights for and all you're doing is hip firing yeah. and missing a lot like it is i mean there's definitely wild. like a there's definitely like a visual through line there like there's definitely some moments in reach where you're like oh i can that looks like a destiny yeah. Structure. You can see the, the art style, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like that that just looks like a cabal thing. Right, okay, yeah. I get you. Sure. Um so yeah, I, so we're gonna continue on and play so what like reach Halo one and two next. are right are out. Is three out yet? One two and one, two and three, yeah. Okay. Right. So I've played so the next one the next one's ODST and yeah. then it's I played the PC four. version of one and I played Halo I also played the PC version one. And I played Halo two co op on an original Xbox so I, but I have zero idea what happened in it. So it will yeah. have to see it again. Um, so yeah, we'll keep going and seeing. We'll and keep theoret- that. So theoretically, all four Halos are coming out before in the end theory, of the yeah. year. I think was what they yeah, said. That's what they said. So well, the ST is supposed to be out any day now. So right. like, it's, yeah. and then four is a month after it. So I'll, I'll also, I'll not go into it because we're already running a little over. Fuck the Windows Store. Like, I cannot... Yeah, really it is the worst. In a world that exi- where, where we are already inundated with launchers that, yeah. on top of, like, Steam doing an excellent job, Epic basically getting there as well. Like, the idea that Microsoft, the company that do operating systems, cannot... And made the Xbox. And, and made the, the Xbox. Xbox cannot figure out how the fuck to do it on PC is wild to me. Like, just, just to very quickly elaborate... Bought it on Game Pass, had to switch to a different app to figure out how to download it. Downloaded it, played it the first time, logged off, logged back on, back on, logged into the game, tried to connect Callum. It said, you guys have different versions, go figure it out. We yeah. figured it out. I launched back into the game and it said, your game's corrupt. I'm like, what? Yeah. And you go back to it and it tried to, and it was like, we'll have to download this whole thing. And you go, okay, hit download, and it downloads 2K, and like, okay, it's fixed, and launched it back. Like, it's just, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. It's, a, they, it's a wild thing. Yeah. And the amount of stories out there of people who's like, the Windows Store just doesn't work for me. Like, it's broken completely, and we're just like, uh, okay, shoot, like, oh, it's crazy. And also, like, as a warning to people, because, um, so I've got, uh, I use obviously Steam Link um, for Steam streaming, and I've also got Moonlight, which is a thing that people should look up if they have Nvidia cards. That basically lets you stream any game theoretically to any laptop or Steam Link or Raspberry Pi or anything like that. Moonlight is a really useful bit of bit of kit. Um, but for Moonlight, you have to tell it where all your exes are. 
So I was like, hey, I got Ape Out because it was on the Game Pass. So I was like, okay, I want to go play that in the living room. And I pointed Game Stream at Ape Out. And it was like, you do not have the Windows permissions to be able to do this. Like, all of the Windows stuff yeah. is under different users with their own encryption that you cannot touch at all without doing it through yep. the Xbox app. And it's just wild. Like, who is this protecting? It just makes no fucking sense. It's, oh, hate it. Anyway, we're playing Halo. It's fine so yep. far. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's so far it's actively bad. Like Reach wasn't yeah. a fun game. Yeah, totally. It was fine. It wasn't. It wasn't offensive or anything, but it wasn't great. So now we're looking forward to going back another nine years to the first Halo yeah. game. Let's go do solid cartographer, baby. Get around for that. God damn it! Yeah, we'll see. We're gonna do that flood level again. That was a pain in the balls. So that was good. Yeah. Um. So I'm. I'm I've got holiday for a week, and so I will hopefully dig through a bunch of. Um, stuff I need to finish. I'm almost done with Doom Eternal. I finally put the time in and was like, "Did you not finish that?" Okay. No, I ne- I never got into finishing it, so I just I cranked it down to easy and was like, "Okay, let's just see how this goes." Um, Baby, <laughs> oof. Um, you massive child. I, I just want to see the end of it. I'll go back and finish it later on the real difficulty level, but like, I just want sure. to see how it goes. Um, I also downloaded Unity again just because I'm oh. a horrible person. And also I've got a new MIDI controller to play with, so who knows Don't what we're doing for a week. spend your fucking week off work working. Stop it. Take time off. It's not work. It is work. You're going to learn how to fucking work in Unity. That's yeah. work. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot coming out, so I'll be digging through some old some old stuff as well. Um, the Humble Bundle for this month actually has some stuff in it that is interesting. Uh... Let me very quickly bring it up for people who have Humble Bundles. So the way Humble Bundle works for their subscription stuff is they they tell you what August's game's going to be, but they unlock at the end of August. So, But you can pay early to get access to them. So like, it's got that Call of Cthulhu game is there, which I know wasn't oh, God. great, but like I kind of wanted to play through it. It's got uh, Hello Neighbor, which apparently is a big deal that I didn't know was a big deal. Like in terms of people who play it, like it's a large number. It has a large community around sure. it. Sure. Okay. Okay. Fine. Um, and it's got uh, what's the other thing? Wargroove is also part of it, which is yeah. a game I meant to check out. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll play through some of that. Um, you got was it Age of Wonders Planetfall is the game that you got? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's one of my free ones as well, which I kept meaning to actually check out and see because I've got it, so I might as well play it. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so there's not a lot coming out, but there, I'm sure there's stuff to fill our time. Um, but GameEngineStar.com is the name of the website where you can find all of our video, videos, podcasts, and articles will be up there. We're on YouTube.com slash GameEngineStar. Um, subscribe there. You'll get notified when we put new videos up. We're on Facebook and Twitter. If you search GameEngineStar, you'll find us there. Podcast at GameEngineStar.com is the email address. And that's us. Stay safe, everyone. Enjoy whatever you're playing. And we will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye.